0: Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. This is going to be fun and interesting. The band is called the British Invasion Years. The guests are two members of that band, Lee Scott Howard and Bobby Murdoch. And due to licensing, we can't really play the music that they play on their shows. So we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about their a corroboration that they did and some of their individual music when we get back after I get done talking to you about this. We've all done this before. We find that perfect tone you're looking for, and then a club owner walks up and says, um, you know, you're a little too loud. And then you got to change everything you've spent all evening trying to achieve that tone. You know, the one where you're always in the sweet spot, right? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage Plexi circuit, at least part, anyway. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, a two-buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a Plexi does, but at volumes that range from a whisper all the way to concert-level volumes. But it's designed to be played at those lower levels without having to change anything. The two channels each have their own gain and master volume, but they share the EQ. You can check out all you want to know about Landry Amps. They have a YouTube channel, so Bill Landry will show you all of his amps on display on the YouTube channel, including the Lexi. Or just check them out at www.landryamps.com. Lee Scott Howard and Bobby Murdoch are our guests today. You guys are in a band called the British Invasion Years. I was so excited because I thought this is such a cool idea. And then licensing got in our way, so we can't really play the music that you play. <laughs> so let's just talk about that. Uh, Lee Lee Scott Howard was the Hi. first guy I, t- I talked to about this. So tell us about the British Invasion Years, what the band consists of in terms of performance and music.
1: Sure. Uh, Basically, we do a 60s era retrospective and we frame it around a play off of the American Revolution where the Britons and the Americans went to battle. That's how the term British invasion actually came to be with music in the 60s. So uh, Bobby and I developed a show where we have a show where Act One, the Brits fired first with their hits Mm. and then we come back uh, in the second part with hippie outfits and do what America did in a way of a response to that. Uh-huh. And then we bookend it with the Beatles who started it and they broke up in ni- you know 1970. So yeah. that was the end of the first wave, or at least that's what historians say.
0: Yeah. That's so clever, man. I just love it. And it's a whole performance. It's not just a bunch of rockers standing up there playing. Now we're going to play pinball wizard. Now we're going to do sweet Caroline. You guys have made a whole production out of it, right?
1: Very much. So yeah, we yeah. have uh Multimedia behind us going, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of it is meant to tug at the nostalgia button and uh, push that hard. Uh, so we you'll can, see, you'll, yeah.
0: No, I was gonna, we can't. We can't play the music, but you can say the artists that are oh, represented yeah. in your show.
1: Sure. On the British side, we do Herman's Hermits, the Beatles, the Stones, Kinks, the Who, the Moody Blues, even yeah. and uh, some one-hit wonders. And on the American side, we do the monkeys, the Turtles. Um, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, and uh, of course, Neil Diamond.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, many, many others. What's your part in this, Bobby? Uh, you mean in the group? I, I
2: perform bass guitar and sing.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but, you know, I, I do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, advancing. I work with management and the agents and do the sets. And so there's a lot of a lot of stuff that gets involved with a touring group that somebody's got to do it. And we have... Yeah. We have an agent and a manager that handles our schedule, but uh, a lot of it comes down to someone in the band organizing it all. So that's that's where I step in. But in the band, I play basically bass guitar. I, okay. I play guitar and piano as well, but uh, in the group I play bass.
0: And are you lead vocals or on some songs or just backgrounds yeah. or both? Or yeah, what? yeah, I sing lead. Uh, Lee sings lead.
2: And so do, the, so do the drummer Dave and, and the keyboard player John. But they only each sing a couple of songs where Lee and I, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, we do the lion's share of the lead vocals, but yeah. we all do partake in lead vocals.
0: And Lee, what else do you play? You don't, you're you not just a vocalist. Do you play guitar, keyboards?
1: Yes, I, I play guitar. I'm the main guitar player. Uh-huh. Uh, our keyboard player, John, doubles up on guitar every now and again uh, okay. with me you know, for the songs that are appropriate. And then uh, behind the scenes, I'm the marketing guy and the social media guy.
0: How fun. I and mean, this just sounds so clever, man. And and Thanks. how did it come about? Did you did you guys know each other? You obviously played mm-hmm. before.
1: Yeah, we met uh, on a project ooh, a number of years back, and we immediately hit it off as people, uh, uh-huh. even finding out that our, our dads both worked for the same company at one point.
0: Oh, you're kidding. How funny. Yeah.
1: And right at that time, I moved down to Edison, and so we really struck up for friendship. And- we had the same musical tastes and we brought some material to that other project. And both of us kind of talked after that rehearsal saying, you know what? I write like that. Yeah. So do I. How about we get together and work on tunes? And so we started doing that and uh, wrote a whole
0: treasure chest full of stuff. That's fun. (laughs) Did you perform out and did you perform out as a band or anything or
1: Oh yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, it, it went under the Robert Murdoch band because uh, Bobby was putting out a couple CDs, uh-huh. and we opened for acts like Leon Russell. Really? And, uh, and That name sounds yeah.
0: familiar, but I would then immediately went to Rupert Murdoch. Not Rob- <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Leon Russell, uh, he was a writer and producer back yeah. in the '60s, actually '60s and '70s. Uh, he had a hit himself with a song called Delta Lady, but he worked with George Harrison and. And the Beatles oh. and a whole host of others. If huge, anybody huge wants, huge Leon Russell
0: fan. I mean, the concert of Bangladesh won me over on him when he yes. did uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash and Young Blood. That mm-hmm. was like to me still. That's a song I would love to learn to play the piano just so I could do that. You know, do that <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. I was uh, jealous.
1: My sister went to that. Oh really? Yeah. Was she that in the garden? Yes, it was. Oh man,
0: that was uh, probably the first live album I bought. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I, w-
1: I was a kid and i was still jealous
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well, see, I, i'd say i wasn't even a kid but i still loved it <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean you're that young
0: i'm that young yes yes <laughs> i was i was a twinkle in somebody's eye and i still loved it yeah yeah that's what it was <laughs> uh, yeah okay right oh man i can do a show just on that that leon russell uh, actually he did a uh, an album not, not that long ago with willie nelson
3: Mm-hmm.
0: you know and he he did a lot of country music stuff and yeah. but i was thinking and bobby I- bobby murdoch there was, rock, there was a robert murdoch but it was, i was thinking but it was actually rupert murdoch that, that came to mind but he's not a musician he's like a lawyer or something <laughs> and a politician or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> get out of that rabbit hole real quick so what we're going to do here <laughs> what we're going to do here today since we can't play your songs we're going to play a song that lee scott howard wrote we're going to play a song that Bobby Murdoch wrote, and then we're going to play a song that they corroborated on together. So uh, Lee, Scott, Howard, we'll talk about yours first. The song is called My Home, as opposed to Simon and Garfunkel's My Little Town, right? Right. (laughs) Tell us about (laughs) My Home.
1: Yeah. uh, Living in New Jersey, we took the brunt of uh, Hurricane Sandy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were landlocked for over a week before we could get out and I remember all we had was a little radio that luckily we had still had with batteries in it. And the newscaster was talking about people trying to get over the bridge back to the barrier islands to, uh-huh. to see what's left of their places, if there even was anything. And I sat there saying, oh, my God, I can't even imagine what that would be like. And then as I thought about it, I said, well, let me write down what, I might be thinking if it did happen to me, because yeah. my family was affected. They had to be boated out of Tom's River, out of their neighborhood, wow. and another one was up in the uh, the Bay Area, the Rar- Bay Area, where right near New York Harbor, and that took most of the water. So th- this was very personal when it when it happened, and Bobby was affected too. I mean, so many people. Um, and then I put down on paper what I thought I'd feel. And then I wound up putting it to music because that's what we do. And then we got power back, but no internet. So I fired up the computer and actually uh, reported it with everything overnight. I didn't sleep.
0: You're kidding. Wow.
1: Yeah. So that that's the germination of that. And I actually used it to raise money for uh, hurricane relief.
0: That was awesome. In the yeah. in the by state area, or just in New Jersey, or
1: uh, for New Jersey, for my yeah. home.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, my home. That appropriate. Yeah. yeah. As as opposed to my house by mm-hmm. Still's, right? And- <laughs>
1: yeah. One of the biggest areas affected was a place called Union Beach, where my sister was actually a bartender in a restaurant. Oh man! And they they were leveled, uh-huh. uh, and a lot of the, the iconic photographs came from there. Um, Bobby, myself, and John, the keyboard player, we uh, we were summoned by one of our biggest fans from that area to come down to the firehouse and just entertain the people who are lining up to get meals uh, wow. by by this volunteer group that came in and just started doing that. So we went down there, we wound up playing, rolling up our sleeves, doing dishes, handing out meals, and just talking to people.
0: It's amazing and, how uh, devastating how hurricanes can be and how unifying they are to the people that survive.
1: That's very, very true.
0: Yeah, so it was yeah. it was quite an experience. Bobby, you had two cents you want to add in there?
2: Yeah, no, just a, that was a very heartwarming experience to go in and play for people that were going through a tough time, and that's kind of why you're a musician. You're you're there to help people mm-hmm. uh, forget about things for a little while. Yeah, um, e- even if it's a three minute song or if it's a two hour concert, that's that's kind of what you do. So it felt really good to be able to. You know, it's kind of cliche. You say give back, but that's what you're really doing. You're giving mm-hmm. your time to help people feel a little bit better. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. I I love the response from audiences when when we perform either cover songs like that, yeah. or when we were doing original songs. If it moves people, that's really what it's all about. So uh, it was it was it was nice. It was really really nice to be a part of it.
0: It's interesting because we all play. We all know how therapeutic it is for us. But think about how therapeutic the gift of music that we have, when we give to somebody else, how that might be therapeutic. I've never really dwelt on that. But somebody might be having just a bad day and they hear you doing a song, next thing you know, they're, they're dancing. You know, they're. Well, they,
2: de- they say the definition of a great song is a song that your, transforms your mood from one to another. If you're, whether you're in a sad or a bad mood, yeah. if a song brings you into a good mood, it's a great song. And, and also on the opposite, if you're in a great mood and you hear a melancholy song, yeah, it might yeah. bring you back to a,
0: a sad time in your life. It's still a great if, song. I, I, I'd hate to be in a bad mood and hear uh, Jason Isbell's Elephant, for example. <laughs> 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 that would be tough. <laughs> but, uh-huh. <laughs> but still, okay. Uh, so this is kind of your homage to your home and yes. the surviving the, the hurricane. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Well, this is Lee Scott Howard, part of the British Invasion Years Band, our guest today here on the Music of America podcast and the song called My Home. My home featuring lee scott howard our guest today along with bobby murdoch from the british invasion years but that was a solo project we cannot play we cannot play the music of the invasion years although we're chomping at the bit to do so we just there's certain licensing things you can and cannot do and we don't want anybody getting get in trouble or anybody coming after the music of america podcast so that was a song that that lee scott howard did we're going to talk about one of bobby's songs in a moment i was first i wanted i was talking to a friend of mine like the other day about. My brother's couple's work book, it's called Two Years After Forever. It's sort of a how-to guide to improve your communication skills, which as anyone that's ever been in any kind of relationship knows is crucial. So as we spoke later in the conversation, I mentioned the book again, I said, you know, Two Years After Forever is the name of the book. I told you my brother wrote, she interrupts him. She goes, oh, oh, wait, your, your brother's book. I thought you meant a book you borrowed from your brother. See that? Three little words, my brother's book. To entirely different interpretations well in two years after forever there are exercises that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one along with your partner learning and applying these exercises help you get back on track to why two years ago you pledged a life together forever two years after forever two years after available at amazon today and forever so Bobby, we heard about your take a little bit on the on the uh, the hurricane. It just made me think. Nowhere to run has got to tie in with that somehow. Because <laughs> when you're getting badgered by a hurricane, you got to think there's nowhere to run. It's nowhere to. That's actually a good uh,
2: segue. Unfortunately, it had nothing to do with it. I wrote that one um, quite a few years prior to Hurricane Sandy. Um, it was inspired, uh, my, uh, you know, I'm married and my wife's sister was going through a very bad breakup Yeah. and it, it's something that I think everybody experiences at least one bad breakup. And, uh, I had gone through one myself and I saw her going through it and it just brought back memories to me. And, um, you know, it was something that she was really upset with what he did to her yeah. and she was going to confront him. And, and basically nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, you know. Uh, so it was it was a story about her and what she went through um, to tell him how she felt and what you did to me and that I didn't deserve that. Uh-huh. You know, I did not deserve that. And she got on with her life, and she's now <clears throat> married to a great guy. But, um, you know, when we're kids, things happen and things get done. And, but um, it was um, very inspiring because she was very emotional. So that inspired me uh-huh. to it kind of came right out of me in one night, like in an hour, the song came right out of me because I heard her loud and clear. She was explaining to us what was going on. And um just grabbed my guitar when she left and I, I hacked it out really quickly. So it was it was uh it was a pretty cool song. Kind of Brian Adams influenced a little bit because uh-huh. Brian Adams was pretty big at the time. Yeah. Um waking up the neighbors had just come out and i was like oh so i i kind of came up with a guitar riff and and found a melody quickly and and uh when i recorded it i never told her and then when i played it for her she goes oh that's really good i love that song i (laughs) said yeah i said (laughs) it's you she goes oh my god she couldn't believe it
0: (laughs) this is kind of cool because i don't know if you caught this but i did but uh you two corroborate on the last song we're going to, and something at least Scott had said earlier is because you were talking about it, and you said, "Well, you know, I kind of write that way too." And what you guys have both just admitted, the songs that we're going to play today, well, the one we just played of Lee Scott, the one we're going to play of yours in a minute, Bobby, just came to you like that. You just, it, you, you sat down, and wrote the whole thing on the computer, right, uh-huh. Lee Scott, and and Bobby just picked yeah. up your guitar and wrote it. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: it's
0: amazing. Yeah, it, you know, it's like that's. It, they don't always
2: happen like that. Yeah. Um, like with Old Post Road. Uh, I think I had an idea for a song and then we were sitting nose to nose and we we just hashed it out. It took us, it took us um, a couple of weeks, not because we couldn't figure it out because our time constraints uh, with our day jobs at that time were a little restrictive, but uh-huh. um, we were able to get it done within, I think, a couple of weeks, right, Lee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you know what? We also wanted to take The care that we take when we bang stuff out, believe it or not, even though it comes out quickly, we still take care in what we're saying, how we say it. Um, Bobby and I have both been influenced by bands like the Eagles, the Beatles, um, and and others that write stories.
0: Um,
1: And our philosophy is kind of rolled into each song is supposed to be like a little mini movie.
0: I was curious, so, like uh, "All Your Loving." I'd I'd heard that "All Your Loving" was the first song that the Beatles wrote, where they wrote the lyrics first. Really, which I thought was interesting. Uh, that is interesting. I would think that the lyrics would come first, but th- with them, it's uh, it's the music.
2: Typically, mm-hmm. they they wrote songs where they had a melody in their head, yeah, and and they just the chords came out, and then they put the lyrics to it. They tried yeah. to fit them in, and that's the way they, for the most part, wrote. Now you take us, you take like Elton John, Bernie Taupin wrote a bunch of lyrics, mm-hmm. gave them to Elton. Elton put, you know, music to it. Beautiful so music, there's yeah. no. The rule is there is no rule.
0: So, mm-hmm. I've, works. That. I've i I say this a lot in this podcast. So much that somebody's probably going to tell me to stop saying this. But uh, <laughs> if I lined up a hundred musicians or, or singer songwriters, songwriters lined them up in a room and said, what's your style? 70 of them. 70 of them would have a different way of doing it. And the other 30 would say, well, I do a little bit of what Bobby does, a little bit of what, uh what Lee Scott does, I do a little bit of what Janice does, a little bit of what Tom does, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. But there's there's no set rule except for the number one rule. There's no set rule. You know? Yeah. I, right. I, I get amazed by people that put on like songwriting clinics and stuff after seeing this and then doing this that I've been doing. Like, you know, maybe not. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not to a clinic. Maybe say, this is just an idea for them, you know? Because <laughs> there is no set way. It, uh, no. no, I hear this a yeah, lot that- too. That there are songs in the universe; they're just out there, and they, mm-hmm. they use you as the conduit. Do you buy into that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It,
1: It's just weird. You'll a lot of times right before I go to sleep, something will pop into my head. If I don't get up and write it down or sing it into my phone, it's lost forever. But then there are other th- things that are just coming from inspiration yeah. from unknown sources. You know, the Beatles, for the benefit of Mr. Kite, was a m- song about a poster they saw about yeah. a benefit. Yeah. And then you, they then they did another one, Good Morning, which was after they heard a serial commercial. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that re- one. We were talking about our day jobs once, and I used to walk by um, another company when I was – Walk going into work, and there was this lone young lady uh, who was about my age sitting at a desk, and her name was Anne Marie. I could see it on the plate. And every day I go by, I go Anne Marie, da, 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 uh-huh. Anne Marie, and it actually the melody turned into a song that I wrote called "I Will Go On," but it oh, cool. had nothing to do with Anne Marie.
0: <laughs> it's like uh, a scrambled eggs, right? Yeah, so exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it started out as scrambled eggs, ended up being yesterday, and. Made. Yeah. How about you, Bobby? You got a you got a scrambled eggs and Marie song? <laughs> uh,
2: um no, but I you know, the um the one Old Post Road, the one that I collaborated with Lee was it was inspired by uh I've always wanted to write a song about the street I grew up on, which was Old Post Road, and about what it would be like driving through your old neighborhood twenty or thirty years far removed from it after you moved away yeah. as a kid and then you come back as an adult what would that be like and that's mm-hmm. what i told lee i had the idea for the course and we t- we just took it from there and uh, so we took we basically you know it was a person going through their old neighborhood and it could be any it could be any street usa yeah or any street anywhere almost you know but that's
0: taking mm-hmm. a concept and building a song around the concept
2: yeah, funny yeah. funny you uh, say that
0: because I, I just got, had lunch with my brother, like last week, and he took his grandson and drove him to our old neighborhood and the neighborhood, like when we were kids and we were teenagers. and then my mom and dad's uh, last house cause my uh, my nephew, I guess, my nephew, second nephew whatever, his grandson knew my grandparents and only knew their one house. And so mm-hmm. Mike is driving around not one, but two of our old neighborhoods. And Ethan, his grandson's like, I don't know anything about these places. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. So
1: well, the, what's interesting about the song too is that we built this idea that as he goes through the neighborhood, he's reminiscing, yeah. but he's reminiscing about something that's long gone and everything looks different. So at let's, the end, let's, he,
0: let's 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 hold that when we talk yeah. about that song next because right now we want to play Bobby's song.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a,
0: yeah, yeah, we're gonna play uh, nowhere to run bobby and then we'll come back we'll talk we'll finish talking about old coast road (laughs) okay
2: cool thanks
0: all right so it's bobby murdoch the british invasion years with lee scott howard and bobby murdoch of that band and this is a solo project of bobby's called nowhere to run here on the music of america podcast I'm Bobby Murdoch, representing the band The British Invasion Years, here on the Music America podcast. Try saying that in one breath. And the song is called Nowhere to Run. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we'll get back and talk about a song we touched on a little bit, a song they wrote together. B-Normous Productions, the big letter B, B-Normous Productions, has been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Veerhoven decided to get back to that which he loved the most, and that's production. Under the tutelage of Jordan Valeria, he opened up his own place in Millican, Colorado. He has high-end instruments, high-end tools on hand to make your sound compete with that of your own favorite records. He has one goal in mind, and that's for you to look and sound as professional as possible. So go make some music. Go make some videos at B Normus Production. Capital B, Normus. One word, B Normus Productions. They're on Facebook or www.bnormusproductions.com i do that sometimes guys i i i start a subject and we end up down rabbit holes and uh, <laughs> that's why i try to keep people people will ask me about the podcast and say what's what's the format what kind of questions you're going to ask I'm like i don't know <laughs> it's basically musicians sitting around talking and talking about you know like we didn't really get into your pedigree how long have you been playing lee scott when did you start playing and what did you start playing was it guitar Saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and by that Christmas, I had a wig, boots, and a guitar. Oh, man. How about that? Yeah. And Bobby. then I found out I had perfect pitch. Oh, no kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing all these years. I have somewhat pitch. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Bobby? What did you start with? Yeah. I, well, same thing. I,
2: you know, my, my parents sat me down in front of the TV on that one faithful um February 9th date back in 64 and I saw the Beatles I saw girls scream and I said oh that's what I want to do you know <laughs> so um my mom I said I told my mother I want to be Ringo. and uh she goes no that's that's gonna that's gonna drive the neighbors crazy I'll buy <laughs> you a guitar so she got me a guitar and I took lessons on guitar and then uh, the band needed a bass player when we were kids mm-hmm. so yeah. I-, I started taking bass lessons and piano and it evolved from that. Uh, I don't have perfect pitch, but I have relative pitch. I didn't find that out until high school when I was taking a, a music course in high school. Yeah. Um, I guess that's
0: what I have too, is but there actually is such a thing as relative pitch. I think I'm pretty close. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Did, uh, did you guys know each other younger or did you know you meet when you were older?
2: We, we didn't, we, we were in, um, I was in a band with, um, a guy Ray and, um, We were doing a cover band and then uh, that group was going to morph into an original project and Ray says, I want to bring in my friend on guitar because Lee wasn't in the band, that that particular band. And he said, I got a friend of mine and it was Lee. And so we added a second guitar player that was Lee. And that's how we met. And, and then from there we just started talking because he played me one of his originals. And I was like, Man, that sounds like something I would write. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I said, well, here's, here's my demo tape, and I gave him mine, and we were just amazed at how similar our styles were. So we said, "Well, why don't we try writing together?" And that's where it kind of started. Yeah. Lee Scott, what
0: would you say the similarities are?
2: Um, well, as I touched upon before,
1: we both like to be storytellers. Yeah. Uh, we both are very I- melodic as a result of the Beatles' influence, for sure, uh, but then we have a rock edge to us too for bands like boston and i guess uh deaf leopard would be another one that was a big influence
0: that no as hard
1: edged as they are yeah. they, they had a sweet production to and their background vocals were awesome
0: yeah i got a Def yep. leopard joke i'll tell you off the mic but. Oh <laughs> yeah, <boy>. we, uh, <laughs> well i'll tell you what that's something that
2: was just mentioned we are the band, the British Invasion Years, is it's all about the vocals. I mean, even our original project, it was always about the vocals, yeah. because that's yeah. really what makes... you got to have a great song to start with, but it's all about the vocals, the harmonies, and we really work very, very meticulously hard on making sure our, our harmony structures are correct, and and that they sound great every night out. So uh, it's very important to us.
0: So you gave a shout out to a drummer. You gave a shout out to your keyboard player. Are there anybody else in the band that we're missing? That's it. That's, that's it. it. Okay, four, so pieces. four pieces. And you guys do this whole show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: And uh, Lee, when we say goodnight to the audience, Lee always says something. It's four boys making all that noise, and that's, that's really right. what it is. So we we <laughs> that and ourselves tagline, in. man. I love that. We yeah, we to, use that you know as what? tag. Look at those groups back then. There were four, maybe five pieces. Yeah, yeah. Tops. You know, Dave Clark Five, the Stones, the Beatles. Right, right. And Herman's Hermits, that's all they were. So we thought, well, let's see if we can replicate this music uh, doing the same thing without having well, over 13 guys up on the stage.
0: Right. I was talking to some cat the other day about uh, Clapton, you know, how Cream was a three-piece, and now you can't go to a Clapton show and not see 12 people on stage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw him on his on, I, I joke about this but it, i've got the t-shirt that says that i was on his first farewell tour you know <laughs> <laughs> I always
2: say that about that <laughs> you say that about a lot of the artists <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: but uh he sat down just him and uh nathan east just the two of them he played guitar and nathan wow. played bass yeah. and that was sweet man they did about uh, 20 minutes i was like, i could i could just do this all night you know mm-hmm. but then he brought in yeah, the guitar player and then brought in his drummer again then he brought in his percussionist and then background vocalists and keyboards and next thing i know there's a whole orchestra up there and eric's up there somewhere you know <laughs> <laughs> all right so back to your corroboration now because i'm not going to talk music with you guys all night long if i don't get back to your stuff uh originally it was bobby you wrote the music and then you and Lee Scott got <laughs> together and worked on the lyrics? Well,
2: no, I just had an idea. Um, you know, I was tinkering around on a guitar, and like I said, I was yeah. saying, I really want to write a song about the street I grew up on, and I was, I told Lee about it, and I said, I get some ideas. But there was nothing real structured other than a couple of vocal lines, like uh-huh. like lyrics. Like, I had this, and, and Lee's like, oh, okay, let's, and, and then Lee just started playing some chords, and then, um, you know, the next thing you know, there was a song there. I don't remember the, the specifics to it, but I just had an idea. Um, kind of like mm-hmm. the way Leonard and McCartney did. They one of yeah. them would have an idea, bring it into the room, they go nose to nose, and then the song would come out. That's kind of what we did with this one.
1: Yeah. It well, your idea spurred me to say, hey, how about this guy that has insomnia and takes a ride back? And what do you think would happen? And then right. we started fleshing it out and we did we just volleyed back and forth with with uh, the way each of us might have felt going through that experience
0: first person. My old bass player uh, gets together with a guy that built me an acoustic guitar as a luthier here in town, makes octave mandolins and guitars. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they they play around with songwriting and they do stuff like that. Like uh, they'll look at something in the room and they'll write about that. And John will go over here and and Joe will go over here. And then they corroborate and say, what you come up with? <laughs> and they've come up with some pretty bizarre stuff, but they've come up with some pretty stuff too. And then they try and put it mm-hmm. to music. So that's kind of fun because you, you take the concept, like Bobby came with this concept, you're going back to his old hometown, and you come up with the idea, what if he has amnesia? That's brilliant, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think that my favorite line in the song is when um, it, we, talk, we we say, like, as you're driving through your old neighborhood, just picture you're you're on your street, you're going past your house. It's the same house's. It's the same old houses with the new coat of paint, different faces peeking out of them now. So that kind of gives you an idea. Like the whole neighborhood, there's all new people living in these houses Mm -hmm. and they're all looking at you like you're the stranger, but you're not the stranger. You're, you're, you're the first one you lived (laughs) here before these people moved in. Right. But Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like that. And just some, some storylines that we each hit on as kids. Uh, My, my next door neighbor um, had taken his father's car out of the driveway and decided at 16 years old, didn't have a license. He said, I'm going to go for a drive. And I said, I ain't taking any part of this. <laughs> so he drove it. He went, he drove it down into a lake by my house. Oh no. drove the car right into the lake. Well, that's in the song. That's so. uh,
0: <laughs> so funny.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, and then at the end of it, it culminates with this guy asking a question. Is it me that's changed or has the neighborhood changed?
0: Yeah. Interesting, yeah, so,
2: yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, I love I think, that. It's, I love that man. Yeah, I mean, if you, when, when you listen to it, you, you can think back to your childhood, and it, it 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 it'll make all the sense in the world. It really will. Yeah. Well, and in the middle of
1: it, Bob took a boombox to the Seaside oh Heights boardwalk, or the, was it the Wildwood boardwalk?
2: No, it was the Wildwood boardwalk with my it daughter. Was
1: yeah. And he set it down and just recorded the noises of kids having a great time on the rides. And oh, we actually fun. put that in, we put it in the middle, almost a Pink Floyd homage.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it sounds awesome. like a playground. It sounds like a playground. Yeah. Like a, like a, a, a call, um, calliope whirlwind, just kids screaming and yelling, having a good time. But yeah. it's in the background, but you can hear it. And it's, yeah. it's the Wildwood Boardwalk, uh, merry-go-round. My daughter was on that. And
0: I was holding up the boom box as they were going around and around. It's <laughs> like brilliant, man. All this stuff yeah. comes to you—that's something. That's something. Mm-hmm. There was a, a story about uh, uh, what's the song? Sweet emotion, I guess. I think it's Sweet Emotion with Aerosmith. Yeah, And uh, oh, great. He he great wanted song. he wanted shaker eggs. And the guy says, "I don't have any." <laughs> so he goes in the green room, grabs some so- uh, a sugar packet, and he says, "Turn my mic all the way up." And he uses a sugar packet for shaker eggs. (laughs) I think it was in Sweet Emotional. That's amazing. It's clever as hell. I think so. (laughs) love it. Well, the song is called Old Post Road, uh, I guess inspired by Bobby's home, but co-written by Lee Scott Howard and Bobby Murdoch, members of the British Invasion Years. Here on the Music of America podcast, let's give it a listen. Old Post Road. (music) Old Post Road, co-written by Bobby Murdoch and Lee Scott Howard, our guest today on the Music of America podcast. Again, they're representing a band called the British Invasion Years, and we can't play their music because they are bound by copyright to not play those songs in uh, in broadcast, only in your performance. So if you really want to catch a really cool show, the name says it all. The British Invasion Years is wonderful. And then I think, Lee Scott, you said it best, how uh, that the first part is the British invading us. And then the second act is us firing back with American yep. music. It's clever as I'll as get out. And I can't wait to see the show. Thank so you. let's talk about this. This is the last segment of the show. We call it shameless self-promotion. Uh, this is where you promote the British, the British invasion years, band show program, whatever, where we can see it, how we can get it, where we can, what we can do to support you guys going forward.
1: Well, we appreciate the support a lot. You have no idea. Um, <laughs> we have
0: our website
1: British Invasion Years and to make it easy, we're British Invasion Years on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and other points around the web.
0: Are you on TikTok?
1: Uh, not yet. We're working on that uh-huh. because um, you know TikTok is a is a whole different ball game where you right. really have to come out with something that catches attention and isn't too self promoting, or else people will shun it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like everything else we do, we take our time and we do a lot of research that when we launch it, it'll launch the correct way and, and give us the desired result.
0: Bobby. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a fun show and that's the idea. We, when we started this uh, quite, quite a while back, the, the objective was to replicate music like it sounded on the record. Because mm-hmm. that's what people really want to hear. And you give them, um, you know, the opportunity to hear this music and and the younger generation to hear what we all grew up listening to and how much fun it was. There was no, the, the really, the message was pretty clear. A lot of it was just love, relationships, peace, trying to make things better. So um, we just wanted to have fun. Um, and and not have people have to think about stuff and I think one of the biggest joys we get is we do meet and greets after our show in the hotel lobby people will come out some of them will be happy and hugging us some will be crying Uh, it's it evokes memories yeah you know and the crying is like oh I can't believe you played that song that's the song I met my husband he just passed away last year oh my god I mean, yeah. you can't help but get choked up when you hear that right yeah. and but you could see how joyful these people are leaving the show and they and they thank us for bringing them back to a a, a happier time in their life and and when things were a lot easier and simpler so that's really why we're doing this so um if you if you want that <laughs> <Yeah. see> ourselves.
0: <laughs> do, do you have a standing gig anywhere like do you play at a certain place on the like a, a residency on the third Saturday we're at blah, blah, blah. Or do you travel around? Travel
2: all of all over the country. We're going to Detroit this Saturday on the 20th of January um, the, on the AMO uh, Celebrity Showcase. Um, but then we're going to Florida, New Hampshire, Boston. Um, we just have shows all over the country. Wherever our agent puts
0: us, that's where we go. We get on a plane <laughs> and go. Yeah. So. so it's not just a, a New Jersey East Coast thing. You guys will hit all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you done? I, I wish I wish did your show North like Jersey. have you done like Vegas or Atlantic City?
1: We yeah. have played we Atlantic City.
2: City. Yeah.
0: what was it about ten years ago? We played Atlantic City.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um And then we also uh, did a concert for seven thousand athletes and families at the Senior Olympic Games oh, in wow. Utah. Oh, and you fun. would think, oh, senior Olympics? Ah, what's that? You know, but they are hardcore athletes. It yeah. starts at fifty years old, and as we know, fifty is the new twenty.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, a buddy of mine passed away a couple of years ago, but he he was really really sick for a long time. But he came back and he won seven, five gold, five gold medals in the senior Olympics. That's had that's battling, great. battling cancer and lost some toes and had diabetes and all this, stuff, but he still came back and won five trophies. Wow. Uh, that's- that's you know, another
2: Just think of another highlight of something we've done, and we're our agents looking to book some more of these types of shows is with a symphony. We did the uh, we were in um, uh, Desert Palm, yeah, Palm Desert, I'm sorry, the Palm Desert, uh, California okay. at the McCallum Theater, and we were backed by a 50 piece orchestra that was absolutely amazing. That was brilliant. thrilling. <laughs> um, just to hear that going on, I mean, you're doing. You're doing Golden Slumbers by the Beatles and all of a sudden you hear the string lines coming in or Long and Winding Road. And and you have to do everything within yourself Uh to not go, oh, my God, that sounds great. (laughs) You can't do that on stage. You have to just go with the flow and be be professional and get through it uh, and not be an audience member. you you got to remember you're performing. But that was probably a thrill for all of us to be able to do that.
0: It was a lot of fun. And we do oh, shows yeah. like that too. So that's pretty, pretty cool. I bet that would be just amazing to be backed by that big of an orchestra, given them the 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 songbook that you're playing from, you know. And then you're you're all seasoned veteran, accomplished musicians that can can do this. And as tough as it is, Bobby, I'm sure it would be like, Oh my god, it sounds great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're doing the ending of Tuesday Tuesday afternoon by the Moody Blues and oh yeah, and, and the string lines are you know oh, I was like whoa this is, yeah. oh, <laughs> this is great <laughs> but I'm sitting there on my stage face on but inside I'm like a little kid you know <laughs> seven years old that's going to see his first baseball game I'm just so excited you
0: know that's that's something so uh, the British Invasion Years dot com. The British Invasion or British, not the just British Invasion Years British Invasion Years at Facebook, Instagram, and most other social media. Guys, uh a blast. I will get my contacts together and and Lee Scott, I will get you in touch with higher ground in Burlington, Vermont. You would oh, kill, thank you. you would just kill it up there, man. You would kill it up there. I'm mm-hmm. Telling you. It's a great yeah. music town. Uh Burlington's one of the best music, is, I yeah. think, in the country. And for mm-hmm. those of those of you who know, you know. And those of you who don't know, go find out.
1: Stowe <laughs> so is that way, too. I think they have a British Invasion week up there with cars and all oh, no kinds kidding. of stuff. Oh, no kidding. How fun. Yeah,
0: I,
2: I'm not aware of that. That'd be great to get you up we'll there, be up in that. We'll be up in that neck of the woods in um, New Hampshire in March. That's um, right. At the Flying Monkey.
0: Oh, it's a theater. <laughs> oh, oh it's a yeah.
2: Theater. Yeah, it's a beautiful theater. And well, Depending uh, on great- when, I'll,
0: I'll either be in Cancun or in Vegas, so... <laughs> No. Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it's too bad you weren't in Anguilla back in January yeah. when we went there to play. We oh, wow. played in Anguilla.
0: Did you really? Oh, yes, we did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lee Scott Howard, Bobby Murdoch, the British Invasion Years band show. Not band show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of this show. And uh good luck, good fortune. Let's cross paths again. Okay. Thank you so much. We hope Thank so. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah. That's next fun. Up next, singer, songwriter, but really he's just an entertainer, James Dalton on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, And the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the music of America.